0: You're listening to Coach Rita on the LOA Radio Network. Many say that the law of attraction doesn't always work. And Coach Rita would like to show you why it's not working during this hour. You will gain great insight that will help you to make easy changes, to become the great co-creator that you came here to be. Tune in and discover your missing link to the law of attraction with Coach Rita Hurry.
1: Hi everyone and welcome back to yet another show with your host, Coach Rita Hurry, direct from the UK. I hope everyone is feeling wonderful today, full of love, joy and excitement for all the manifestations finding themselves to you. I hope you've got your positive vibrations pulsating out into the universe to respond to and have opened the door to allowance and acceptance of all the good life has to offer because you deserve all the happiness life brings you. We all deserve to smile and shine bright and enjoy life 24-7. Well, I've had a great couple of weeks. It's been busy, very busy, with lots on my to-do list. But you know what? It's been fun. Although it is work, and yes, the tasks involve making money, But when you're doing something you love and are enjoying every part of it, it doesn't feel like work. It feels like ease. Like an extension of me and I'm thankful for that. I'm also thankful for being able to help others through my coaching, energy healing and of course recording my show. Every day, I get to help someone discover something positive within themselves and make them smile. And for this, I am truly blessed. So, yes, it's been busy. But one thing I will say no matter how busy life can get, you must, must, must take time out for yourself. And do what matters to you. Be that socializing, having, having a laugh, relaxing. But one thing I will add to that, that is the key ingredients. Meditation. Visualization. Affirmations. Exercising. As well as eating right. You've got to remember that if you forget you and maintain in your body, mind and spirit, it all means nothing. You are the core of your true being. Now, if you think about a house. Now, a house won't stand strong for long if the foundation it's built upon is weak. Your body, mind and spirit are your foundation. So no matter how busy life gets, book in your diary you time. Be it morning, evening or during the day if you can. If you can book slots of free spaces in your diary, then book it. Because you time is the most important time. My days run smoothly when I do my morning and evening meditations, my morning energy healing exercises, some mirror work, maintaining my body through regular exercise, and eating right. And also I accompany this with visualizations and I do this on a daily basis. This keeps me in touch with me and my core being. It's my ritual, I guess you could call it. And it gives me clarity to handle my day. So please factor yourself in on a daily basis. When I say this to you, I am speaking from experience. Life can get pretty busy, life can get pretty hectic and one of the things that tends to happen is we get very external and we find that we're pulled from pillar to post doing, reacting and following sometimes and we almost forget our inner being because we're just go, 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 on the go, reacting to everything. The best way to be is to be proactive, not reactive. And the way to be proactive is to come from a strong foundation internally, to know yourself, to take the time out, to understand yourself. So within you, you are still strong. That No matter what is going on during the day, If you needed to, you can quickly zip back into meditation mode and and be still and calm and just connect with yourself. You can do that in an instant and that's how you maintain your day. If you know that when things are getting a little bit hectic, you can just stop, take a moment, get deep into yourself, really get in touch with your inner being and then get back out there and go again that's what sets you apart. That's what keeps you going. That's what keeps you proactive instead of reactive. And for myself, I have a huge schedule. You know, I coach clients not only in the UK, but in various other countries. I am constantly liaising with other businesses and other coaches and experts in the US and in other countries as well. And I've got my ears and my eyes in like all different places, just maintaining everything. It is a lot. It's constant, always on the go. But if I don't maintain myself on my daily basis, if I don't put my ritual, if you want to call it, in to my diary and I don't make the time to say, okay, it's time to get up. But you know what? I'm not physically getting up. I am spiritually getting up so that I can connect to my spiritual self and awaken the way I want to awaken so I'm ready to go that's what makes a difference and that's what keeps me going that's what keeps me going until late evening when I'm needing to contact someone in the US but in in the UK it's nighttime you know that that's on the that happens quite a lot but it keep you know it's not that I'm working late it's just I'm on the ball constantly and even though my day may be ended, I'm still on the ball and I'm able to deal with things and not see it as stressful because I maintain my core self. So please factor yourself in as much as possible without your routine, without disciplining yourself to put you first. You, you can't keep going. You can't re-energize yourself to keep going. And yes, there are energy drinks out there. And yes, there are things that we can, we can supplements and, and things that we can take to boost us and to keep us going. And I'm not talking about those that are illegal. I'm talking about those that are good for us. But at the same time, isn't it better to be able to come back to your natural source, the universal source of who you are, and to gain that energy from you. Just spending time with you. What's the purest way of gaining energy? To me, that's that's the best form of doing it. So that's just my little tip there. I kind of snuck that in because we're not even in Coach Rita Harry's corner yet. But I felt that I wanted to share that with you. And if you've been listening to the show on a regular basis you know that's what I tend to do I tend to kind of almost slip things in because I feel that I want to share that with you and I feel that I don't know how many of you get touched by it but I feel that it's a message there for someone or many of you so I, I went with it and I've shared it so please look after number one you are important you are the main the main reason that you are here is because of you So please enjoy you. Well, today on the show, my special guest, who will be joining me later on, is Sherry Trentini. Sherry is a fellow Law of Attraction coach, like myself, but has a feng shui twist to her coaching, as well as offering coaching to those dealing with grief. She's a remarkable woman who has built a great business despite having endured some major setbacks during her journey. But she still keeps going from strength to strength. So please do stay tuned for that interview later on in the show. And now it's actually time for Coach Rita Hurry's Corner. And today, to set the topic off, I have an email from a listener right here in the UK. Ella emailed me a rather interesting email regarding a law of attraction experiment she tried recently so I'm gonna read her email and she goes hi coach Rita I am enjoying listening to your show and I would like to share a recent activity that I did I went into a well-known travel agent when I arrived the assistant looked quite down staring at the floor while asking if she can help with anything. I asked her if she had any brochures on a cruise for the forge in Norway. I don't know I'm not sure if I pronounced that right so excuse me if I haven't. She showed me some brochures and asked if there was anything else. I asked if I could get a quote. She had assumed I just wanted brochures so her body started to change when she said of course. She asked me what type of cruise I wanted and went through the details and I said it was for a family of four. We then went through the details while I was imagining the cabins and the excursions, the sea. I actually started to become excited about it and so did the assistant. She then asked me how much was the budget. I casually replied, oh, about three and a half. She tried to remain composed, as you could see she was bursting with excitement and smiling. I said I had to check with my partner and she printed off the quote, trying to persuade me to book. The atmosphere had changed completely, full of excitement and joy. I could even smell holidays in the air. I was even excited when I got home and I felt that I had actually booked the holiday and I was actually going. It felt so real. Anyway, a couple of weeks later, I got a phone call from another company saying I had one holiday for a family of four, including accommodation to Spain. Amazing. Amazing. The feelings I had felt must have attracted this. I just thought I'd share how the law of attraction works in everyday life. Kind regards, Ella. Well, Ella, thank you for sharing this wonderful email. And this experiment with us. Now, I love it when people do this it's it's just it amazes me and it amazes me not in the sense of wow I'm shocked at how the universe works but it amazes me that to the point of how wonderful it is the amazement of I love it because you know what universe you did it again you you showed just by actually getting into the feeling of things that how things happen and the one key element here which I share with all of my clients, and I've mentioned on the show a few times, and I've just said it, is feelings. It's the feelings we create that cause the manifestations. In the example, not only was Ella excited at the prospect of booking the holiday, but the travel consultant was. Her mood raised, and she became excited at the prospect of making a sale. Now, for me, it kind of would have been interesting almost to kind of put a camera on the consultant after Ella left to see if she actually did make a sale following Ella's visit due to her feelings which were raised. And she must have been sort of resonating at a higher vibration after that. And I don't know, I'm taking comfort in the fact that she possibly did actually go on to make a few cells, and maybe even a big, bigger, bigger cell than what Ella had originally stated. But law of attraction is very simple to implement. What is it? It's feel good, feel good, feel good. If you want something, don't separate yourself from how it would feel having it. Get into the feeling. Feel it at the core of your being. Like I mentioned in my last show about getting into method acting, having what you want and becoming the character who has it. This is a prime example of that. Ella walked out of there believing she had actually booked a holiday. And a few weeks later she got her manifestation without putting any money towards it. Sometimes we need to play the as-if game to really help us believe it, feel it and receive it. We need to be in the moment. Now this is psychologically known as being in a state of flow. When all your emotions, energy and focus is on what you are currently doing and saying. You become oblivious to anything else around you as you are taken by the moment. Being in a state of flow for something you want and getting excited, knowing you can have it and will have it, is the best medicine for any waiting period your vibrations into the universe become more stronger and more certain than ever and therefore the universe as always says yes to give you this. But remember you need to keep the positive feeling alive and up. You need to keep the flow going. The longer you practice feeling good, the more you will feel good naturally. It almost becomes second nature that you just automatically just wake up and you're feeling good and the excitement stays with you. You know, they say it takes about 21 days to create a habit. How about creating a habit of feeling good? You know, we're so quick to kind of, yes, we're quick to, to create other habits. Um, but what about the, the habit of feeling good? You know, like I mentioned earlier on in the show about focusing on the core of you and looking to implement meditation, visualization and and setting some um, rituals to to maintain your day what about the importance of feeling good yes when you implement these rituals you'll start to feel good but that's your aim isn't it your aim is to feel good when you're energized when you're when you've got clarity feeling good almost automatically comes naturally so it's important to maintain that and to keep it alive, because again, I'm speaking from experience here, and everything I tell you, i am it's things that I personally have gone through, and I can say to you that when I started focusing on feeling good, more than being right, things changed, my life changed, it's not about being right, It's not about being petty. It's not about being, well, this should be this way and that's it and it's not that way. It shouldn't be about that. It should just be about feeling good. It takes a lot more energy to be trying to be right than it is to feel good. And there's a lot more, trust me, there's a lot more reward in feeling good than having to be right. And it just feels so good inside. So how about trying an experiment similar to Ella's? Is there something you want to buy? Get into the practice of going to these shops that sell them. Push the imagination until it feels real. Go to those places you'd love to go. Hang out where the rich go. Remember... Getting into the feeling of it as much as possible is going to get you there. Live as if. Enjoy it. You know when we're little we like to play make believe. We like to play, you, we like to play um, mums and dads or we like to play um, that we're some superhero, which we are. But we we like to play make-believe and we've almost got to get that childlike quality of back again and make-believe our future and and just continue to, to keep that feeling going because it's, it's fun and also it gets you results and I bet the majority of the time you, you're always smiling so this is my guidance to you, I've done it, I've done experiments like what Ella's done And it really is a great experience. You do feel excited and fulfilled, which always leads to good. So thanks again for that email. And if anyone else has a law of attraction story they would like to share, please email me on info at coachrita.co.uk so that's info at coachrita.co.uk and I know I haven't said it for a while I've kept quiet to see what emails I get through but from time to time I will send you a reminder because remember this is your show this is about you it's about inspiring you but also sharing your stories to inspire others so you know please send me an email I still love to hear from all of you Okay, well, I've spoken quite a bit, so I'm going to take a break now for a station ID. But please don't switch off as after the break, I will be introducing my special guest, Sherry Trentini. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned.
0: You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Heard by millions worldwide through 38 internet radio stations and in over 135 countries. Come join us on Facebook for your daily dose of inspiration and action that reveals the secret within you. You can find us at Facebook.com forward slash Law of Attraction Radio Network. That's Facebook.com forward forward slash law of attraction radio network it's here it's hot and it's a must read it's the science behind the law of attraction magazine every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how to's from all your favorite law of attraction experts authors scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net. That's lawofattractionmagazine.net.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the second half of Your Missing Link to the Law of Attraction. I'm your host, Coach Rita Hurry, and today on the show, I have Sherry Trentini. Now Sherry's intention is to help people to create space and bring balance into their lives, using her fusion of feng shui and law of attraction coaching, body and breath work and seasoned with good energy. Sherry believes that choosing where thought energy is invested creates possibilities out of what looks and feels impossible. Sherry, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Great stuff. It's great for, to have you here. So let's um, talk about yourself. How did the interest in Law of Attraction begin for you? Were you on a journey of self-discovery? Actually, um, if I remember correctly, uh,
2: the first book I bought was the book Creative Visualization uh, by Shakti. Gawain, if I probably uh, pronounced that improperly, <laughs> and um, I'm not certain what the motivation was. I think I was just attracted to it, and found uh, through reading it, it was uh, of course synchronistic in arriving because I was having to mediate a situation, and um, this helped me to to visualize how I wanted the the situation to come out and and how and what the process would be and what it would feel like. So that was probably my first
1: introduction to uh, Law of Attraction, right. though it wasn't named that, at, of course, at that time. Okay. So was that almost your first step into actually doing visualization? Yes.
2: Yes. Uh, I am a highly visual person anyways, mm-hmm. but I
1: didn't make the connection uh, until I'd read that particular book. Brilliant. So, did you start to implement visualization on a daily basis? Would you say, or uh, it became more of a tool? It it was
2: innate originally, but then I started to focus on on how best I could use that. Yeah. Then, of course, that led to uh, discovering or reading the books of uh, Louise Hay mm-hmm. and her use of affirmations, and then that added a, another layer to the process. And that in her books, the Heal Your Body, and um, it was. Quite instrumental, and that yeah. that's really the, my found. My I consider that my foundation. The yeah. creative visualization would be the introduction to, but uh, Louise really brought it home, and and start. I started integrating and in, as part
1: of my life since then. Yeah, she's she's an amazing woman, and just every time you listen to her, either on YouTube or even reading her books, she's just always got something inspiring to share with you, and that you can take away. So that's that's brilliant. You, Agreed. You mentioned in your bio on your website that you explored a number of modalities to release the restrictions in your life at the time. Um, I know, obviously, you've touched on a few in terms of books that you've read, but can Mm -hmm. you share with the listeners how your journey evolved from that? Well,
2: books, of course, were uh, a big part of it, but I was having difficulty in my body. So, of course, having um, that happened after reading Louise's book, and so I started to look for ways to help my body, and then in turn release whatever it was that was creating the thoughts that were creating it, or the lack of support, or whatever the combination uh, was um, that she had spelled out in her in her books. Yeah. So I had lower back problems, and. So I sought out anybody who told me, you know, that they could help me to release this uh, lower back issue, Mm -hmm. as well as doing mental work around it. So I, anybody who offered or suggested, you know, give me $100 and I can help you do that. I was happily
0: (laughs) reaching for my (laughs) wallet
2: uh, while simultaneously trying to figure out what the, you know, what the source was, what the energy was, not just the physical, but trying to work in concert with that. Okay. So the, you name a moda- modality and I probably paid money for it. <laughs>
1: I, think, <laughs> I think that's something that many of us do. Um, especially, it sounds that you've got a very inquisitive nature about yourself and you're open to try different things that will work for you. I think that's how we learn, isn't it? Of course, yes, of course. And we, you know, th-
2: there's so many things you t- there's a little takeaway from everything so it all you know it all, it all accumulates
1: brilliant so what did you find I mean it may have been a combination of things but what did you find actually helped you at that time if you can recall in terms of your lower back pain well, then I discovered uh, um, a
2: modality called Yamana body rolling. And that was the ticket. I continue to use the work today. I have taught all over the world uh, in Europe and in Australia um, and have worked with uh, the creator in New York and have trained in different places. And that, for me, uh, was the for the physical part the, the
1: absolute go-to and continues to be so. Okay. Are you able to just share exactly what... What is involved in it, just sort of touching on it? Sure. It's a small ball
2: therapy that you are taught how to work the different muscles to create length, to create more flexibility, and to relieve, you know, tensions that you're holding on to. Um, the, the connection for me was also about the breath and that there's, I find magic in the breath, and I always encourage my clients, you know, to start off, especially people generally breathe in the top third of their lungs, you know busy, 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 go, go, go. yeah, and that when we can start to invite the breath into the full capacity of our lungs, and there's something magical in my opinion uh, somewhere between the third deep breath to the fifth deep breath, when we can finally sort of reset and move forward and begin to let things go. So that in combination with the equipment, the balls, um, and the process or the, you know, the, the training uh, was by far uh, the most life-changing, uh, both
1: physically and otherwise. Sounds great. Brilliant. I'll have to look that up because it's the first time mm-hmm. I've actually heard of that. So. Oh, yes. So you've taught me something there. <laughs> oh, good. I'm happy to do so. So, I mean, I know obviously you went through um, a period, I guess we could say, um, of darkness in the sense that you lost um, your husband and your father so close together. Now, obviously, that must have been a very, very difficult time for you. How did you deal with this to keep moving forward in your own personal life?
2: Yeah, that was not awesome. Um, <laughs> the back in, the, I don't want to say the date to date me, but I started reading about feng shui in the late 80s, let's say. And uh, I had subsequently uh, had to continue to read about it. And and whenever there was challenges, uh, I also went to moving things around my space, decluttering, um, I'm a big fan of purging um, to try to to support my environment with the things that are around me and to help to sort of support solutions or to be open to solutions mm-hmm. so I'm a big fan of moving things around I'm a big fan of all of that and at that time um, that we had A number of challenges, but of course, having the impact of uh, losing my husband and my daughters losing their Uh, dad—they were quite young. That uh, prior to that, I had started to make a connection with the life areas that the feng shui map or the bagua uses, and how even though I was moving things around my house, I was still I was still thinking the same things. I hadn't looked, I hadn't thought differently about the problem, or
1: you know, wanting to move the energy mentally. I needed to make that connection. I needed to knit that together. So you were doing it more externally than internally. Correct, correct. So...
2: Prior to that, I started playing with the idea of what if I didn't move the things around my house, but <laughs> decided to move those things around in my head, and what could I let go of, what could I declutter that I was thinking about in a particular life area or a particular situation, and how would that make a change? Yeah. It didn't stop me from moving th- moving the physical things, but I noticed a different, a, a different result or a, a different manifestation as to how then... You know, you looked at things a little bit more broadly and the possibilities became a little bit more evident rather than it's feeling so impossible and, and so on and so forth. So yeah. that um, that is exactly what... Um, I, I went to um, not long after because as a new uh, newly widowed person, um, and I've got two young girls, and so what do I want our life to be like? Um, yeah. And how can, you know, how can I think about or what do I need to focus my thoughts on in order to generate... Um, something positive, so that we can so that we can move forward, not not displacing the grief and not ignoring the grief and not decluttering the grief, but rather we are grieving. Uh, however, we still can be moving forward and working with that while working towards s- feeling better overall, yeah. Yeah. not just about that particular situation.
1: Definitely, and I think also maybe you know having your daughters there was also an, an extra motivation for you to. act to gain that inner strength and, you know, focus on moving forward. Exactly. Um, And
2: not wanting to, you know, grief in in whatever capacity uh, has a tendency to maybe bring in that victim energy. And this was a horrible uh, experience for uh, them and for us and for everybody who was affected and anybody who loses anybody anywhere around the world. It's universal. Yeah. However... Um it was also a, a need or a desire to, yes, this has been our experience, but what do we want our, our experience to be in our life? So that's where, you know, I, I use the phrase, it's one thing to uh, live with grief. It's another thing to make grief your life.
1: Yeah. And do you, did you actually, were you trained in um, certain modalities to actually help you come to that conclusion by by then or were you new to your your own business and and your training no i wasn't i just drew from what i knew mm-hmm.
2: um and you know focused on the foundation of of what i knew to be true and the law of attraction stuff that i had you know brought into my life and was using and uh, only recently have i be- have i became become a certified grief recovery specialist which is uh, a fantastic program and I'm eager to uh, share that with those who are interested in moving forward with a different, more action-oriented. It's different than what I did, but it's
1: along the same lines. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure there's many people out there who would actually benefit from that because some grief is something that hits us all, you know. We all, Mm -hmm. as you said, it's a universal um, emotion that we all share and to know that there's a program or someone out there that can actually give us the resources to help us through it is is always valuable. So that's great.
2: And one more thing about that is uh, this particular training talks more grief, uh, defines grief in a much broader sense than maybe what we would traditionally know or the collective consciousness thinks about, that grief can also be experienced by somebody with, you know, a, a change in their health or a change in their employment or if, uh, a geographical move and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not just, there's no levels of grief. So somebody who's, you know, like myself who lost my husband, then my father in, in short uh, sequence uh there's no my grief is not any greater than you know you're losing your dog or the grief is just grief
1: yeah so it's just, it's it's basically a loss isn't it to exactly what it means to you exactly
2: there's no measuring as to who's grieving more or who so that is one of the things that attracted me a great deal to uh, to this work
1: brilliant that sounds awesome now you've done some traveling in your life um mm-hmm. Was this a key component to helping you continue to release all the negative emotions and choosing life and you? Because I know, obviously, I mean, I love traveling as well. And it just, just resonated in meeting different people, going out there, and just knowing that there's more to the world than your four corners of your own world. Exactly.
2: Yes, uh, absolutely. The, I, there's no very little feelings of regret throughout my entire life, and uh, moving abroad was is certainly not on that list at all. We had an exceptional experience, and one of the gifts I think that it brought to me and my girls was that we broadened how we felt and it was okay to feel how we were feeling and we were feeling happy and we were curious and we were exploring and we were going here and going there and meeting new people and having, having a, an exceptional um, adventure and that is okay. Um, we, this, we did this not uh, terribly long after we experienced loss and that wasn't again a way to distract them from grief uh, we certainly were. We continued to deal with that and continue to deal with that today.
0: Yeah.
2: However, it was um, possibly an opportunity to change our perspective, and uh, again, ha- being able to sort of take a deep breath, if you will, and um, choose to move forward because we were someplace different and
1: and we could create what it, we could create what it is that we wanted there, and it was amazing. Yeah, it sounds sounds beautiful. It almost sounds. Perfect in terms of obviously changing the situation. I mean, for example, um, I've studied a bit of NLP and it talks about if you're feeling down and you're sitting down, it's good to stand up and and do something to almost counteract the emotion in terms of breaking it up a bit. Not that you're getting rid of it completely, but you're, you're just kind of setting a different scene to kind of help you along. So that almost sounds quite similar
2: well and and of course it doesn't require a move uh, halfway around the world either mm. you can you can accomplish that in in a lot of different ways that was an opportunity that became available to me and the idea of not doing it made me feel not good whereas yeah. the idea of doing it was just plump and abundant with with goodness Great. so
1: you got to follow the good right Exactly, and follow what's in your heart as well. <laughs> mm-hmm,
2: absolutely, and so it was really uh, about choosing happy. It was, mm-hmm. uh, it really cho- was that, and choosing life. Exactly, brilliant. And that was what was made available
1: to me, and I'm
2: I'm grateful that
1: uh, for that gift, and that we went forward with that. That's great. Now, your business, creating space, offers clients not only law of attraction coaching, but as we've mentioned, feng shui and grief recovery. How important is it for someone to create space for the new in their life and their home? Well, with uh, the law of attraction, of course, what
2: we're focusing on, that's what we're attracting to our life. With feng shui, again, the energy that that we're surrounded by, and uh, you know, is what we bring more of into our life. Same with you know, the grief. All of it has a has a element or the common denominator of letting things go. Hence creating space, feeling more spacious, living more spaciously uh, with less stuff that's bringing us down. So, and to be able to focus, um, focus on the things that they want in your life, rather than, feeling burdened or encumbered by the things that you don't. So that could be physical things, that could be emotional things, that could be um, energetic things, as in thoughts and such. So it all has, in my in my opinion, it all works together. <laughs> yeah, it definitely does. <laughs> so, yes, I think it's very important um, to be able to have that cycle of, of when things are no longer working to find a way to let those go. So whether it's, you know, a broken um appliance or a you know a s- archives in your house that really just are taking up space and and uh holding energy that's not helping or not supporting you or not lifting you so yeah it's mm. all encompassing I think
1: definitely I think that many of us um it's we do get into the role of hoarding because it's like it's memories that we, we hold on to in, in those stuff, whether they're good or bad, we tend to think, Oh no, but I can't get rid of that. But it's amazing once you actually do how you can replace them with even better memories.
2: Well, and it's not about, and the memories you never lose. They're always Mm -hmm. in your mind. Yeah. However, it's sometimes it's the emotional attachment to things um, that sort of feels, as I said, maybe binding you to hold on to physical things or the emotional attachment to a memory that's maybe not serving you or a feeling that's not serving you.
1: So when you do your feng shui, do you um, actually go to someone's place or do you, I mean, take us through what would be um, a consultation, so to speak, of, of feng shui so people get an idea of it. I don't do a lot in house anymore. Um,
2: I'm using as, I'm using my training in feng shui and the work that I've done personally more on a thought level. So when the, the the feng shui bagua map encompasses all the different life areas, so wealth and relationships and health and career and reputation and different things. Mm-hmm. So what? Uh, and then of course there's the core. So it it looks like a tic tac toe board if you're if you're not familiar okay to to give a, a general example and that when our core desire the center the 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 center square of the tic-tac-toe that is then surrounded by the the other areas what are the areas that we're wanting to focus on so feng shui general, you know in my experience when i first looked at the book and bought the book back in the late 80s um Uh, My idea was that I was going to read this book, I was moving to a new city, I was getting my first uh, apartment or flat, and I was going to manifest bags and bags of money, and my Prince Charming was going to knock on my door and all these fantastic (laughs) things. So, you know, that's, uh, a lot of people might look to the energetic in in this type of work to create, you know, how do I manage or how do I attract uh, a relationship or how do I attract more wealth or how do I attract better health? The areas that are not working, um, that's what we want to improve upon. In my uh, experience and, uh, and opinion, all of the areas work in concert with each other. So by starting at the center, Um, I look at how it is that you want to feel, what is it that you want to bring into your life Mm -hmm. and how can those different areas, um, work to support that? What do we need to let go of in those areas? What can we add into those areas in order to support us achieving that core desire, that core feeling? Yeah. Okay. So in a home, the same, the same rules apply. You would look at what's happening in those different areas of the Bagua and, you know, use, uh, through the powers of observation, um, make some inquiries as to what happens, uh, in that particular area. Um, what are the things that you're holding there and so on. But now it's, uh, I focus more so on, you know, the thought, the thought energy as well.
1: And I think as you, as you experienced yourself, when you mentioned earlier about moving everything, but then not working on the internal side of things, it, it doesn't make a difference how many times you move something. If you're not um, having the thought process or having the connection, the energetic connection, there's still going to be that blockage, isn't there? Exactly.
2: That's, that's been my experience.
1: So the first
2: thing, you know, my go-to is always, are you, do you have a lot of clutter? (laughs) And, um, some people might think that I'm a a little aggressive on the decluttering.
1: (laughs) You should come to my apartment then. I've got a room that you'd be happy to declutter.
2: (laughs) No, and that's the great thing. I don't have to do the work. (laughs) You just dictate. I, 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 would just, uh, invite you to, uh, to maybe look at the stuff a little differently and just see if it's if it's continues to be important if it's things that you love to have in your space and and if not how can we how can we be grateful to have had it in our life and to wish it well on its next journey whether that's to the to the charity box or if that's to the rubbish bin
1: so that's great so it's not it's not a, almost kind of holding it back it's almost yes i release you in love yes absolutely yeah. absolutely Yes. Brilliant. Okay. So during those difficult times, many of us like to shut the door and lock away the world and not face making decisions. Um, what would you say to someone who is feeling it's easier to give up than keep going? Well, we always have that choice, right?
2: Um, mm-hmm. we, we, we make that choice um, every day in every at every moment, whether we want to do something or not do something. So this is just another one of those choices, except uh, perhaps um, in my experience, sometimes it really had to be conscious, and I had to, okay, no, you know, staying here cuddled up in bed would be a great idea. However, (laughs) we still need to go to uh, get groceries, and we still need to go to school, or we still need to go to work so what would make that okay to do that today and um and sometimes it was just dragging yourself out of bed and and off we go Mm -hmm. it's just you know there's it's easy to resist and to succumb to resistance sometimes um however i tried to keep my eye on the bigger picture and that uh, we needed to create a new normal and we and uh in order to move forward in any way so it was attractive to to as i said want to cuddle up in bed but um i had to sometimes consciously choose
1: hello sherry yep hi sorry i've lost you there for a moment (laughs) oh i'm sorry um so yeah obviously in terms of consciously choosing to um get up in the morning and, and go about your days is definitely a big factor. Would you say that you mentioned obviously keeping your eye on the bigger picture. Would you say that that's um, something that almost the visualization kind of comes in, in terms of where you want to go in life? Most
2: definitely.
0: Yeah. Most
1: definitely. Um, especially when you've, uh, you know,
2: they're in a grieving situation, everything can feel so heavy. And, and, and the, the most basic uh, and fundamental activities can feel very, very difficult to, to accomplish. However, yes, I just kept thinking um, about what it would feel like to be able to come through this um, and work with it and work, you know, work through it, work with it, work amongst it. And that we will, everybody will be okay, everybody will be good, and we will figure out how to do that a- along the way. But the goal was to, you know, to, to choose happy and to f- and to remember what feeling happy was about.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think you've mentioned it quite a few times, which is, is something I'm a great believer in, is focusing on on getting that feeling of happiness as much as possible to enable mm-hmm. you to not only manifest what you want, but also just to keep you going, because it's easy to dwell on what's not not working, but we lose the sense of happiness. And you've mentioned it a few times about the focus of just wanting to be happy and enjoy life. Yes, absolutely. And
2: uh, the crazy thing, and in my experience, uh, and this may not be for all, but some might be able to to, uh, connect with this too, is that during, you know, there seems to be a period of time, too, when if somebody knows that you've experienced a loss and then sees you laughing or having a happy moment or having a animated conversation, that sometimes you can get the feeling that people uh, don't want you to do that. They may be well you should be sad or you should be feeling that so sometimes it's permission based for yourself and sort of keeping that keeping that feeling that it's okay to be happy even though you've just had a sad experience it's okay and that's what sort of keeps
1: the momentum going or helps to get traction to move forward as well definitely it's moving away from the shoulds i think as well isn't it
2: yes of course yes shooting not good
1: yeah (laughs) okay well you mentioned um in your website that choosing your thought energy was important to you um which we've kind of touched on um especially as law of attraction teaches this and our thoughts attract our reality so would you say that mastering this is the key element to successful law of attraction living absolutely it uh
2: as I said, no matter what situation you're facing, you, why the, the downside can sometimes be sexier, more attractive, or easier to feel that. And so thinking and the connection with how, you're, how those thoughts make you feel.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think would be the the, the fundamental for me, and that sometimes it's of course it's easier when we can go down that slippery slope of of not feeling good or having a, a bad thought or you know things aren't going to get better and all, you know blah blah sort of carry on that that trail. Sometimes it, as I said before, it has to be conscious to choose the thoughts. Okay. It's not that great right now and I'm not feeling very good, but how can I, what else can I focus on in order to start to sort of bounce back, if you will?
1: Yeah, yeah. Again, it's the feeling good, isn't it, that comes into it?
2: Yes. Yeah. What feels better? Mm. Which thought makes you feel better? Um, that, the, the two connected, I think, are, are absolutely the key as uh, to, to the successful use of law of attraction.
1: Great stuff. So, what final piece of advice would you like to share with our listeners who may be struggling to stay focused on achieving what they want from life? Well,
2: um, again, just as I said, you know, if no matter what area of your life that you're having difficulties in, um, if you're thinking, if you're thinking the same things uh, and or saying the same things or acting in the same way about that particular situation how would it be possible for you to look at it from a different perspective? So what would the thoughts be that would be more supportive in order to help uplift you out of that or help put you in a new direction or broaden how you're thinking about things to, in order to allow um, some fresh material because we can get bogged down in that broken record. And some of it's, some of it's factual and some of it could be fiction. So how, what would, What would we think about if we wanted to change? How would we be thinking if we wanted to manifest this change? So sort of, again, the decluttering. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. And thinking (laughs) forward,
1: isn't it? That's right,
2: yeah. And it's just possible, okay? This is what's happening now. What would make it be possible to be the opposite if that's what it is that we want to achieve?
1: Brilliant. So where can our listeners go to find out more information about Sherry Trentini?
2: Well, I've got a website, of course, and it's uh, www dot sherry trentini t r e n t i n i dot com. And I'll, of course, I'm on uh, Facebook. I've got a Facebook page which which is Sherry Trentini Creating Space and uh so they can and i'm twitter and pinterest and all those things too uh not as uh, active probably but uh, <laughs> in those you certainly get uh, information i have a uh, sign up opportunity on my website for newsletters that i when i have content that i um
1: that i feel my those on my list would be interested in receiving that's when it goes out Brilliant and for all you listeners out there, Sherry is also on the current issue of the Science Behind the Law of Attraction magazine as well as the next issue coming up in June so if you wanted to sign up for her newsletter you can um, check out those magazines and her contact details are on there too. So well Sherry it's been a pleasure having you as my special guest. Thank you for sharing your journey and advice with my listeners today. Well, I appreciate the opportunity and thank you so much for uh, creating this. You're welcome. Well, that's it for another show. I hope you all have gained some valuable insights and helpful tips to help you continue on your law of attraction journey. Remember, life is meant to be fun. So enjoy it and continue focusing on feeling good. Until next time, this is Coach Rita Hurry signing out. Bye.
0: Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another great show of Your Missing Link to the Law of Attraction. For more information, go to coachrita.co.uk. That's coachrita.co.uk.